She's Katie. And he's Ben. And I'm Holland again. <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, and you welcome can't keep back, me Holland. away. You cannot keep me away from season two. <laughs> Nor would we try. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So welcome back to what will be the last episode of season two of I Have So Many Opinions. And also, coincidentally, the last episode of season two of VPR. Funny how that happens. It is. So we are doing the two reunion episodes today. A rich text, as promised by Holland. <laughs> what a wild time. <laughs> a wild, wild experience. So much, so many tears, so much yelling. So much yelling. Two dramatic so, walk-offs. Two dramatic walk-offs, a lot of shit stirring by Andy, which is saying something considering that's his job. But I mean, I felt like he was like really on his A game. Yeah, he was um, feistier in this. Andy doesn't often get feisty. It takes a lot for him to kind of really like start calling people on their shit because he normally just lets the people do that themselves. So you have you have to be really in the wrong, either like doing something blatantly homophobic, which he will like, that's the one thing he will not allow on his show is like blatant homophobia. Um, or you have to be so in the wrong that he feels the need to be like, listen, <laughs> you are incorrect. <laughs> well, there was a lot of that going around on this one, I felt like, because there was a, a lot of people in the wrong. All the way around. Just, what a, I, I gotta say, before we jump into it, I liked the beard on Andy Cohen. I thought it was a nice look. I was so distracted by the yelling, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I thought it was pretty decent, you know, solid little beard. Should we, should we, how do we want to approach talking about this episode? Well, there's not really any real structure because they kind of just go back and forth. So I didn't like do a scene by scene breakdown like I normally do. So, I mean, it's kind of the wild west. I would want to talk about it. Maybe, maybe since it's basically just the culmination of all the shit that happened in the season, we can just go by like main topics. Like we got Ariana and Tom. We got, she well, first off is Sheena versus Stassi, which like, why is that happening? <laughs> and then um, we got Ariana and Tom, Tom and Kristen, Jax versus everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then I I didn't watch the last fifteen minutes of part two, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, and it was like Kristen minutes. and Jax. Basically. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last fifteen minutes were basically just them trying to get Jax to apologize. Right, right. And Jax being like, "I don't know what's wrong with me." Blah, 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 blah. I don't know oh, why. Do. Yeah. Oh, when Ariana comes in, it's like Ariana v. Kristen, um, which contains some of my favorite quotes of all time from Ari <laughs> Ariana. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. The first thing that I want to say is I can't believe the, the Ariana and Sandoval reveal dating reveal came on the reunion. I was like, well, damn, Ben, what the, did you, is this the first time you've watched the reunion? It is the first time I've watched the reunion. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, first off, I have to say that Ariana was smoking hot. Um, 
that outfit was delicious. Uh, and they kind of didn't seem like they wanted to admit that they were dating. <laughs> which like, to be fair, which is something that keeps getting brought up in this episode when everybody's like, but why did you lie? And Ariana's like, look, look around. Like, look at what you all are putting me through right now. Like, imagine if that wasn't a show. Like, so I can like, I can kind of understand. Kristen is a um, ticking atomic bomb in this thing that kind of keeps having nuclear, small nuclear meltdowns. And so I feel like, I feel like Ariana was probably like, I don't want to say because I'm afraid Kristen might actually murder me (laughs) right now. Well, and it almost felt like everybody else, I don't know if they knew or not. I mean, everybody else seemed cool with it. But at the beginning of the episode, there also seemed to be like an effort of, oh, Tom and Kristen are going to work this out and get back together. Kind of like at the end of the first season with um, Stassi and Jax. Right. But it seems like it seems pretty clear that their relationship has reached its end, even though. I mean, we can jump into this later, but I don't think Lisa is wrong. I think there clearly is a lot of affection between the two of them on some level. I think they both admit that they still love each other. Yeah. They just can't be together anymore. I mean, you know, that happens. Sure does. And and I think it's like, it's hard. I feel like this happens a lot when you've been with somebody for so long and you've been through so much together, like the moving, the LA, the show, et cetera. Like, I feel like, I wonder how much of that is still love at this point and more just like they feel they they both can remember what it was like when they first started dating and both don't really want to acknowledge how much has changed and how much they have changed since then and so that love to me feels like it's more more a habit at this point like they still and they don't know how to feel about each other if they're not boyfriend and girlfriend like they've been together so long that now they're like how do we even feel about one another if we're not actively dating and fucking each other like I think that's a good point I think history it can count for a lot in a dynamic it's sort of hard to it can be hard to remove yourself from that sometimes um I think that's a pretty good point because I think you're right I think there isn't enough distance and they're not going to get enough distance from each other while still working together in six months since the end of the show to figure out the new normal. So I, I do think you're right that they haven't quite figured out what they are, whether they can be friends or if it's just this remembrance of who each other used to be because they still kind of come to each other's defense even though they piss each other off when they do it. And then like Kristen being so fucking defensive and like, show me some respect and don't hold Oriana's hand here in front of me and all this other crazy shit. Well, she's like fucking this other dude who's also works there that was going to move in with Tom. <laughs> DJ like, James Kennedy. I, that, okay, I, I have like, Kristen is like my most hated, least favorite human being this entire episode. Like, I, I don't want to see her cry. I don't give a shit. I feel like everything she does is an act. It's all fake. Like, I do not care. Oh, damn. The, well, I, let me, I think she is actually crying. I don't think it's crocodile tears, but I do think she's crying out of like it's it's self-preservation and like self like it's defensive it's not like I'm crying because I do feel really sorry about it it's like I'm crying because everybody hates me and I hate myself like I just feel really bad and I'm like that you know but the part where she comes back and is like 
please don't put hands in front of me. I just need you to be respectful. And I was like, I, <laughs> and none of her friends will defend her. They're all like, Kristen, you can't ask for that at this point. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Especially yeah. after she's fucking James in their bed. Like, come Tom's on. With Tom's condoms. It is the, the hypocrisy that like, like the, the levels that she reaches the reach, it's like her arms are 5 million miles long, the amount that she reaches in this episode to try to like find the, like it is, it's true. It's one of those episodes where I'm watching it and I'm like, I genuinely believe that in your brain, you think that everything you're saying is totally justified and makes sense. But there is, I how you're getting from point A to point V, like I have no idea, like, because nothing, nothing makes any sense what's coming out of your mouth, like- Oh, one of my favorite moments was when Andy asked her if she was being hypocritical. She's like, yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's like, are you being hypocritical? She's like, yes, no. I I mean, what I did was so wrong. And I was like, that doesn't that that, that doesn't answer the question about why you're mad that Ariana's holding. He said, my, this, this is my favorite quote from this entire episode, which Justin and I both laughed hysterically at this morning when we watched this, was the moment when Ariana's talking and Kristen interrupts her. And then Kristen's like, I'm talking, don't interrupt me. And then Ariana's like, but no, I was talking. <laughs> Very calmly. Yeah. That is and the, and her look of just like, but I was talking. Like, <laughs> was just so, I was like, that's it. That's one of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> it's so like small and tiny, but it is so funny. Amazing. Amazing. Well, to like Kristen, why are you targeting all of your rage at Ariana? Like every time she cuts her off, every time she's like, nobody cares about your opinion, da, 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 da. And then Lisa finally just has enough. And she's like, she works here. She's part of the group. <laughs> yeah, it is. I just forgot what I was going to say. Like, I will say, I think an unsung hero of this episode is actually Sheena. Like, I think that Sheena is like, I think in one of her best forms, like she, aside from her weird shit with Stassi that I, I don't actually fully understand and I don't think anybody does. Oh, I get but that. Like, no, I totally understand the shit with Stassi. Fuck Stassi if I'm Shishu. But wasn't that, I'm I'm just confused because I feel like, didn't that happen like ages ago or was that was the like the two beginning? thing? That was, was at that the, the very beginning of this season, which granted yeah. the season lasted 8,000 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But she also, but I mean, you know, it's just that then she disappears and then she, I mean, at, at that point, I think because of her disappearing and Sheena actually making friends with the other people in the show, in the cast, that she feels emboldened that, at least briefly, Stassi's out of the way. So she doesn't, Stassi's not the conduit. Stassi is no longer the primary girl that she has to form a, a friendship with to become friends with Kristen and Katie and everybody else. That is an excellent and perceptive point. I, I do want to say that, Holland, I had the same thought while watching the episode about Sheena. I was just like, man, Sheena, look at Sheena. She's stepping up to defend Ariana she even defends Kristen you just like you really do see like the heart that Sheena has in this episode and I feel like as I again as much as I hate Kristen which I'm sure we will all get tired of me saying that throughout this episode because I really dislike her like I I do feel like Sheena was actually playing 
the role of diplomat really well. Like for Sheena to be like, I understand that you're upset and you're heartbroken. Like, I get that. I really do. But also like Ariana's is not involved. Like all this vitriol you're directing at her is not relevant. Or she would be like, Kristen, like I, you're really upset right now. And I get that, but also like you need to not. And it's the first time I think Sheena actually like doesn't just flip flop all the live long day, which is what she normally does. Like somebody comes at her and she's like, well, I don't know. Um, but this time, like, you know, you have Kristen like telling Ariana, like, you need to be fine with me and Sheena being friends. And Ariana's like, I am fine with it. And Sheena's like, she is fine with it. Like you actually see her like holding her ground against Kristen while still trying to be like, I, like, I, I, I feel you, I really do. But also like, what you're saying is just objectively untrue, which is a first and maybe a last for Sheena, <laughs> which is unfortunate because it's, she does that really well. Like she's actually really good at it. She also kind of puts Kristen in check. I mean, she's one of the few people in the episode other than Lisa who, who does so. Like I said, I don't remember exactly what was being said, but it was, she was going after Ariana and she's like, look, Ariana's my best friend and you're my friend too, but if you keep this up, it's going to be something between you and me. And Kristen shut up and I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, to 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 give Kristen just a modicum of credit, because just like a, a time, <laughs> Holland's just about like, no. no. <laughs> I do think that the friendship between her and Sheena is very real because it persists. You know, they don't ever seem to be on the outs again after this. Well, except except for when Kristen is on the outs with literally everybody. Well, that that is true. But you know, <laughs> no, I get I get what you're saying. Like Ben, I, here's a, a behind the scenes reveal. I stole she shoot from from Doty. I'm pretty sure she bestows Sheena with that nickname. Oh, yeah, well, uh-huh. it's a good nickname. It is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, to, and to go back to the Stasi thing, because that's really kind of what starts it off and that they kind of close that chapter pretty quickly. And I thought that Sheena was actually perceptive about Stasi, that Stasi can only be friends with a small group of, well, she says females. I think it's people, period. I don't think it's just females. But that she can only be group, uh, really good friends with a small in-group at a time. And Sheena was always kind of ping-ponging out of that. And, and Stasi did really diminish, oh, she went to the dentist, you get a lollipop and a toothbrush, or it's something that took three surgeries and she had a major infection. So yeah, I kind of get it. And apparently was there when the major thing happened. Now we can say, and that actually kind of puts into perspective why she, she freaked out so much about getting knocked down in the last episode when the fight starts, which I thought was just her like super overreacting, but there's probably some trauma there if she had to have three mouth surgeries. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's both. I think it is Sheena being a little overdramatic when she gets pushed down. Like, cause I, I think that Sheena doesn't like when things aren't about her, like everybody else on the show, huh, conveniently. Um, but I, yeah, I think that, I think that that's a fair point. And I, I think that, I think I was more just confused because I thought that the issue had happened at the beginning of the season. And so then I like, I didn't understand why this was like, Stasi helped with the, with the stuff, like with the engagement, like, why are we fighting about this now? But I think, I think it was the surgeries that happened after the show, 
like it was like the surgery stuff that was like po like she's been has the fake tooth the whole season and then after the season gets surgery which is when Stasi like didn't say anything but no Holland I think you had the order of events correct but I think it's sort of reemerged because I think what we're seeing is a bleed over into season three where Stasi just like it's I think it's been re-evoked as a an issue because Stasi has kind of vanished right like you can see that appearing as as an issue between Lisa and Stasi and of course if Lisa is going to be against Stasi well then Sheena is going to be against Stasi yeah <laughs> yeah Ben what did you think of the ire that Lisa has towards little Stasi um I think it's it might be a little bit overboard for somebody just quitting without calling, but considering all the stuff and all the mentoring that she's done for Stasi and all the bad behavior she forgave and or emboldened or actually both. Um, and also what we find out, which happened around this time um, from the book about the sex tape and helping her out with the sex tape and Frank, I get why she's pissed. I really do, because, you know, she she mothers all of them, but she mothered Stasi more closely than anybody with the possible exception of Shishu. And I, I also wonder, and I'm only thinking about this now, because I did, I was kind of like, that's a lot of, you're, you're really intense about the fact that Stasi just like left your work, which I mean, to be fair, having had people suddenly dip out of shifts at jobs like that, I am, I would also be very mad, <laughs> but I do. I also wonder how much of it is like anger because she's one. I, th I think the less kind way of reading it is anger because she's worried that Saucy's not going to come back for the show in season three. If she just like leaves for New York, I think a kinder way of thinking about it is like Lisa might actually be afraid for Saucy. Like she might be worried that like, because Saucy hasn't done something like this before, like she, where she just cuts everybody off and like leaves that I like, I, I wonder if Lisa's nervous about like what that means for Saucy's health and about also like her boyfriend, Patrick, uh, we will learn much later. And oh gosh, Whoa, sorry, dropping everything. <laughs> Bottle down. Um, we'll kind of learn in later seasons that Patrick is not a good guy. Um, not in the way that Jax is bad, but he's um he's not great. And uh, Lisa kind of always hints that she had a feeling about that early on when she first met him. And so I wonder if she's mad not about the job. I mean, probably about the job, but also because she's like, I'm she's trying to get Stasi to see that like maybe something is wrong, like deeper, or she's just afraid that something is wrong at a deeper level. Um I think that's probably part of it, but I also think a lot of it, I think Lisa's feelings are genuinely hurt. Like I think I think kind of connected to what Ben was saying she, he, she has put a lot of energy into mothering and mentoring Stasi, and and like to have her just kind of Lisa I think <laughs> I don't know I think like she if you come into her orbit and then just vanish she's gonna hold that against you I mean she had kind of made Stasi, the star of the show for the first two seasons. Right. I mean, part of that is just because Stasi is such an outsized personality, the camera's going to be attracted to her. 
Um, but I mean, there were reasons that uh, the Stassi and Jack storyline kind of dominated the first season and parts of the second season too, at least the first half of the second season. So it's completely understandable that because of all that, I mean, if you want to look at it um, uncharitably, I invested all this into you to make you a star in the show and now you fucking dipped out. What the fuck? But I think it, it is also that she is worried about her as a person because I do think that she genuinely cares about all her staff. I think that's the reason she won't fire Kristen. Aside from the fact that Kristen's crazy is good for ratings, it's the fact that she generally does care for all these people. Yeah, and she does. She mentions that at one point because somebody's like, "Why don't <laughs> they mention that Lady Gaga was invested in this?" Which I think is hilarious. It made um, me laugh too. <laughs> but like Lady Gaga was like, "Why don't you just fire her?" And Lisa's like, "I mean, I, she's already lost so much. Like, I feel like I can't. You know, one, we're all family, but also like, you know, I don't want to kick her, kick her when she's down. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. I'm so no, sorry. that was good, listener. <laughs> I'm not an accent person." <laughs> Oh, but you got a person, right? That Lisa, not an accent person, working on that R. <laughs> it's really funny that my book is like British accent, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I'll never be able to do live readings. One because I hate reading out loud, but also because I'm like, I'm not, I'm gonna butcher it all. I'm gonna sound like these people are from like, I don't know, weird Maryland slash like Southern <laughs> thing. Southern Maryland. In Maryland, in England. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Um. But I can also see why Stassi dips out. If I'd have had the two years that Stassi had, I'd be like, "Fuck all of y'all too." <laughs> it's hard to blame her. It is. It is. Um. Although. And I kind of guess that this can kind of close, maybe close the book a little bit on Saucy for now, is when her and Tom get into it in the second episode of the reunion. And she breaks down and crying and has to walk off for a little bit. What did the two of you think of that? I, I do feel bad for Saucy in that moment. I think that I don't. Stassi is a complicated human being, like we all are, human experience. Um, but I think that, like, I do feel like she she takes a lot of shit from Tom in this reunion. And, like, honestly, I, I literally just watched that scene, and I cannot actually even remember why Tom was just, like, pushing. Oh, it's because she, like, was like, I'm going to publicly execute Kristen, and, like, sorry about it. And, like, I, I get why Tom was upset about that because I also would have been really upset if you like did that and like that was also because that's also his way of like finding out that this has like there's now evidence like this has now been corroborated by Jack so like this is a thing that did happen um but I feel like I feel like he does direct a lot a lot of anger at Stasi without necessarily seeing how like Stasi is also affected by this, right? Like, yeah, Tom and Kristen's relationship is ruined, but like, to be fair, it has been rocky for a long time. That sucks. But like, Stasi now lost one of her best friends, and this guy who she's had an on again, off again relationship with. As much as she's like, you know, oh, like yeah, that kiss was the end. Like a book was closed. Like, come on, like. I don't believe that, but so she's also 
And right, Sassi has spent this entire season like being made to feel once again like she's crazy. Like, because she's like, I suspected something. And then everybody was like, no. And Kristen was like, no. And after last season where the same thing happened, like, I, I get why she's really upset. And I feel like I, I can see both sides. I can see why both of them are upset. And I do feel like this is, this is the walk-off that I feel like is deserved. Like Kristen, I don't give a shit, but like Stassi, I do feel like she, when you watch her walk off, you can tell that like, she is she needs a minute just so that way she can like take some deep breaths because she is not breathing deeply. Like collect herself a little bit. I also think it's just indicative of a, a season's long feud. Like Sandoval and Stassi are just are kind of two personalities that never quite mesh. In some ways they're too similar. Oh, say more. Well, I mean, both of them, because we, we get the whole thing here with when Tom goes on a soliloquy after that, and he's like, you know, I'm always trying to look out for the best in people. And um, despite how terribly this has gone, I still want to believe that people can be good. And you get Lisa going cheerfully, you're such a good person, Tom. <laughs> I was like, what is that? But they also take things incredibly personally. And I do think that that Tom Tom's critique that Stasi was acting like she was the only victim in some ways was correct. And so was his. It's not so much that you did this, but it's that you took such a glee in it. And you know, everybody else had found out all but and he correctly yells at Jax about this too. Hey Jax, if you were really my best friend, why didn't you tell me in person instead of surprising me at this birthday party where or this surprise party where everybody else knew what was going to go on? And I do think that you're right about this being a season-long feud. I I, I but it even goes back to that because wasn't he the one who threw a drink on her at her birthday in Vegas? Or no, was that, that was Schwartz. Oh, that was Schwartz. Okay. No, I mean, I, I don't mean seasons. I just mean that like from here on out, we're never going to see that they'll be cordial to each other. But like we never really see Sandoval and Stassi sort of become super chummy. I definitely believe that. Like I said, I think that they are and have that um, that vindictive streak. Stassi revels in it more than Sandoval seems to at least thus far two seasons into it. But yeah, I, they're just too similar to get along, in my opinion. That's a really interesting point because it's, it, people talk a lot about how Stasi and Ariana are very similar, which is part of the reason why they like clash. Well, okay. They talk about it in the sense that like they're both cancers. They have the same birthday. So like, that's why they sort of like clash constantly. Um, but I think that that point about Tom and Stassi being really similar is really interesting. And I don't think that's something that a lot of people pick up on, but I think you're right. Like, I think that it makes sense. Um, and I think that they're like just different enough. Like, I think, like, if you imagine, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like what Enneagram numbers they would be. Like, I feel like they're separate like Enneagram numbers, but they like share enough that they are still like clashing <laughs> giant pentagram-esque <laughs> connection between them all um but yeah no I think I think that's really interesting I hadn't thought about that but I think you're right I do too it's like 
it's like sort of their their core desires and motivations are very similar, but the the way that they act them out are very different. Well, and they're both two of the smarter people on the show, yeah. Ariana excluded, who I think is probably the smartest one um, of the main cast. And I think that they both value loyalty so much. And you really see, and Tom just kind of had the bro loyalty, you know, that he was like super loyal to Jax and Schwartz and everything. And, and just saw incorrectly, but saw Stassi as manipulating everybody. Not that she didn't manipulate them, but I think he, he judged her motivations incorrectly and just saw her like, man, she, he's, she's constantly twisting Katie and Kristen up in knots about stuff in the first season. And then the second season thing happens. And it doesn't really matter that that Jax was in the wrong because Tom values loyalty. Jax was his friend, had been his friend for a long time. So he sided with Jax. And then for this betrayal to happen, it hurt him so much more that it was Jax because he had been so loyal to Jax. And then the fact that Stassi seemed to be taking um, to revel in tearing everybody else down, which I will add, I don't blame her for considering how shitty everybody had been to her. But I can kind of see why he feels victimized by her at that point, too. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you you would want them if they were if they were different people. Like, I feel like this would have brought them closer together. This kind of like, oh, we've both been like hugely betrayed by people we care so much about. But I think you're right. I think because of the kind of people they are, they both <laughs> want to be in the spotlight. And so I yeah. think for both of them, they're both like, no, this is my, like, this is my bad thing. This is my trauma. This is mine, not yours. And then when in reality, it's like, actually, it's both of yours. Like you right, were both allowed exactly. to grieve this together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. Together, sharing your grief. Um, can we talk about the the Sandoval Kristen exchange when they're sort of talking about the details of their relationship? Um, as yes. to whether she was his mother, sister thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that whole thing. And then they bring up sort of the emotional versus physical cheating, and it was just like a whole a whole kind of mess of shit. I just, what did you, what did you both think of that exchange between the two of them? Uh, man, that's rough. Go ahead, Holly. I, I think, I think it's just, it's, it's not a surprise, right? Because I think that again, this is clearly a relationship that has been falling apart for a long time. So it doesn't surprise me that they both see the other as the problem. Also indicative of who they are as people. <laughs> like, I think that it's, I think that in, Kristen's case she is I, th I think that they're probably both right right I think that they were probably both the burden to the other one um I think in Kristen's case she's kind of bringing it up out of like a self-preservation where she's trying to like which is funny because she's also like desperately trying to like prove to Tom in this reunion that she's feels so much guilt and she's so sorry and like she feels so bad and like take me back which I mean she never says that but like that's clearly what she's trying to get to happen like um so it's it's funny that she would kind of switch which this entire episode is Kristen flipping switches of like whether she wants to be like you know justifying what she did versus trying to like grovel for what she did um but yeah I just I mean I, I think it's just to me I was like 
I didn't remember that part of the reunion when they really have that like back and forth of like you guys literally think the other one is the problem but like it's also not a surprise like it seems they were in a bad relationship like it wasn't good by the time that they ended it and I feel like that's like I feel like they're the kind of people who want to blame the other one they don't want to take responsibility so this might be something that the two of you can clear up because he he says in there, this is towards the beginning of the first of the two reunion shows, that she had a three month affair with a bus boy, and but he knew about it, but was kind of ignoring it. Um, and was that before all of this happened, or was this after this happened, but before they had broken up? I think it was before, I, before all of this happened. It was how I understood it. That's the way I understood it too. And so that kind of changed the complexity of it some. Not that it makes the infidelity that he committed, it doesn't justify it, but it makes it slightly more understood. And I think the the, the accusation of, hey, I was mothering you, I was sistering you, I was taking care of you. And he's like, I was the one getting you up. So I think they were taking care of each other. And he says in there that that's what a relationship is. To an extent, yes, I do agree with that. You look out for each other, you help each other out. It shouldn't be about one or the other of you always taking care of each other, unless that's how you have things set up. So the thing is, we it's, it's I think that they, one of the things that made them incompatible, other than just the total type of people that they are, is that they have different love languages. And I mean, that sounds kind of hokey to say, but she was going off and getting into these and she didn't deny it. She never said that she didn't do this, getting into these long emotional um, relationships with people where there might not have been any uh, physical activity, even though apparently she did have that affair with the bus boy, but all, all kinds of these, this emotional cheating. And whereas Tom went out and engaged in physical cheating, but his excuse is, Hey, we had got to a point where anytime I tried to do anything with you, you just shot me down and beat me down and completely shut me out, especially in public, especially in social situations. You just beat me up all the time. So yeah, it was a, it was a dead relationship that they were holding on to for, for whatever reason, because they lived together, because uh, their finances were tied, because they moved out there together. I'm not exactly sure what all the, the stuff was, but it had been everybody was right this had been a dead relationship for a while and the relationship was bullshit they just hadn't met it and i still don't think they've quite come to grips with it at least kristen hasn't yeah i agree well what do you just sort of on like a, a general like what do you think of that dichotomy of like emotional versus like physical cheating like do you two see one as worse than the other or do you feel like they're kind of equal does it depend I think it depends for me like I think that I would see what Kristen did as much worse personally because I think it's it's the duration it's yeah I don't think either of them are right but I think the duration of it on top of like an emotional connection plus I mean honestly I'm sure that they were fucking each other too like that that for me like Tom at least is like I just you know I made out with Ariana in a hot tub for like two minutes like and then we moved on like it, it feels different to me like I feel like I'd be much more upset I'd be upset either way 
Well, depends on if we'd had a discussion about it. If we'd been like, yeah, go ahead and go fuck some people. That'd be great. Like, yeah. <laughs> sure. If you have an open relationship, like, we'll then fuck. Yeah. But like, I feel like I'd be way more upset to know that like you had a three month thing in which you were emotionally connected with somebody else and you were having sex with them. And, and I, I think it's just all made worse by the fact that Kristen just like, gets so mad about Tom. Yeah. Like that's kind of the undercurrent of all of this is like Kristen lied about this thing with Jack. Like she just like, she just tried to make Tom out to be this horrible person for cheating on her. And it's like, but you're doing the same shit, my friend. Like, well, and, and even worse, because not only is she involved in these other emotional relationships, but then she's also having physical encounters on the side too. So she's doing both. I mean, I have to say for me personally, I think that the emotional would bother me more than just a one night stand, which kind of brings in a little bit of what Stasi says when she's talking about it, that she would have understood what happened between Kristen and Jax more if there had been love there, if they had kissed, if they were trying to hook up as opposed to it just being a one night stand. And I think me personally could forgive the one night stand easier than forgive them being in a relationship with me and trying to start a relationship with somebody else. I think I agree with that. I think, you know, the physical is one thing and there's like a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of gray area and people do stupid shit, I guess. But like when you start to get emotions involved, that seems so much more intentional or like you are investing way more in another person than just like fucking them one night. To be crass. Hundred <laughs> percent, I agree with that. Um, you know, and and to be clear, it, it can be a tricky thing too because I think that we should have emotional connections and emotional relationships outside of uh, our husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But there is a, a tricky line there, and, and Holland hit it on the head. It's really about communication and what are you communicating? You know. Um, I'm a believer in polyamory. I'm not a practicing polyamorist or anything, but you know, the key to that to make it work is you have to have communication so that people kind of know where they stand. And it's not like, why are you texting that that work person all the time? Which is one of the things Kristen kept accusing uh, Tom of, Tom and Ariana. And I think that's what it was. I think that for her, what really flipped on it wasn't so much the physical infidelity, it was the fact that Tom was getting into an emotional relationship with somebody. Yeah, it's funny because Justin, I literally just took a like, he was on BuzzFeed the other day and, or I don't know what he was doing, but he was like, I'm gonna ask you some questions. And it was like one of those, like, you know, do you, different levels of cheating. Like, do you believe that having sex with somebody is cheating? Yes or no. And then you'd see, maybe you'd see like the results um, and I was like, this is, this is like hard because I feel like in any of these cases, it depends, like it depends on your personal, what you've talked to your partner about, what you personally like are okay with, like, and he was like, nobody's thinking that deeply about this. You just need to <laughs> like, just assume that there's been no discussion of consent. I'm like, but like, but like for us, like we've had these discussions and we think this way. And he was like, just answer the question. Like, <laughs> stop like making this into like an English, like literature essay. Like, <laughs> yes or no. 
Come on, Justin. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I know. I'm like, let's think deeply about this. And he was like, I just want to move away from this webpage. <laughs> Can you please just tell me? Yes, no, maybe. Justin, this is your fault. You asked me these questions. I'm just saying. I know. If you didn't want a deep discussion, you shouldn't be talking to me. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. Um. So we do get one little weird interstitial. Oh, yes. <laughs> we actually get several, but the one that I'm referring to is who? The one about Katie? They, yep. Who's the kinkiest? <laughs> hey, Stassi, who's the kinkiest here? Well, I'd have to say it's Katie. <laughs> and, and then Andy like, cites the toe, like the sucking of the toes, and you're like. Yep. I told you when that happened, uh, she's talking about that like somebody's ever actually had that done. And then we find out the Schwartz is a, a toe finish. Which so does Jax. So I Ew. don't know why Katie gets like, you know, a little bit of kink shamed in this for that because Jax also has like a, like, and Katie kind of frames it as like, a, I don't know. It's a thing that like Tom kind of likes. So like sometimes we do it. Jax is like full blown, like foot fetish. Like, so I'm like, why is Katie being kink shamed? Like if you're going to kink shame, like shame them all. Like, yeah, I thought she handled it pretty well though, especially with Sandoval's like, do you have one of those forehead dildos? And she's like, no, I've got one that goes on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I want to ask you too about Andy's question. Do you think that Kristen did drive Tom and Ariana together? Oh, uh, man. Uh, I'm going to say no. Because honestly, as chummy and friendly as they were, and I, you know, you can be chummy and friendly with people and not wind up in relationships with them, but they got along so well. And to, to, this is also goes to something she she noted when she was giving Kristen a hard time. She's like, "Look, you're all my friends. They're happier together than they. Tom's happier than he was with you, and Ariana is happy to be with him, and you're happier without him, even though you won't admit it." Um, so I think that that was something that if. Tom had been in a healthy relationship with Kristen. They probably could have just remained friends, but I think that once they were both single at the same time, it was kind of inevitable. Um, and because Tom does a whole lot to during this season to protect Ariana, but also kind of keep his distance from her. So I don't really feel like they were forced together. I, I agree with that. I think that it was a... Um... Yeah, I don't have anything else sad. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, no, that's yep. good. Like, nope. that, they were drawn to each other like the beautiful little souls that they are. But... Like <laughs> beautiful moths to a beautiful flame. That's right. Oh, I, you know, good for them. I'm happy for them. Happy for our little. Should we move into. Uh, part two, which is basically the Kristen and Jax show. Let's do it. All right. I mean, Holland, you, you might disagree with this, but <laughs> I do think that Kristen, to give her some uh, amount, like modicum of credit, she doesn't deserve no. a lot, but just to give her a little bit. Denied. <laughs> Motion denied. <laughs> Yes, drama for the episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I 
do think that she sounded at least sounds sincere when she's like, I'm sorry. And there's nothing really I can say to make this better. And like what I did was horrible. <laughs> Holland yeah. is skeptical. I mean, yes, but I also feel like, uh, well, like this was all filmed at the same time, right? Like the reunion is just one continuous, like eight hour shooting day. And like, it, it, yes, I think she does sound genuinely upset about what she did, but I, like, I, I think Sassy and Katie kind of raised the point where they're like, yeah, but you could have, like, it's, Kristen's like, oh, but I, there's something I could have said that would have made it better. And they're like, yeah, but you should have tried. Like, you should have, like, done, you can't just send, like, a one-sentence thing being, like, sorry. Like, you, I I feel like it's, I can't divorce her her like guilt from the first half of this episode or like series the, the reunion where she spent the entire time just being a like a massive hypocrite like and like screaming at Ariana and like just like it, like doing everything in her power to kind of like try to justify why she hates Ariana so much even though she can't she cannot because it's all just a mess like and I, I don't know, like, I feel like compared to Jax, yeah, she's more remorse, remorseful, but I don't trust that it's like remorseful because she knows that what she did was like, I don't, I don't trust that her remorse is because she understands how she hurt everybody. I think it's remorse because she's like, I did a bad thing and now everybody's mad at me mm. and like my relationship is ruined and like, I'm trying to like get back. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. She's not remorseful because of what she did. She's remorseful because of what happened because of what she did. Mm. It is how I see it. So I completely agree with Holland's take there. And I think Jax is operating under the thing of if I just ignore this long enough and keep my head down, eventually we'll all be friends again. And you actually see sandoval say something similar when they were talking to him it's like it was easy to fall because we you know this is we talked about it but it's not something you want to talk about every day and so we wake up and we go about our lives and then the evening we're hanging around the same people that we always were and it starts to feel like it's going away and i think that that's the 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 thing that Jax was hoping for is that as long as we're all working together as long as we're all hanging out as long as we're all keeping the same hours we might not be the same friends again, but we can be friends again. It's just ignore it and let it blow over. A high level of compartmentalization among these people, except for maybe Stasi. Well, sociopaths can do that really well. <laughs> yeah, Katie, I'm interested about, so like it gets brought up, but I think this is, I don't remember if this part one or part two, but like the, the Ariana being like Kristen has mental health issues. She's mm. um, bipolar or whatever gets brought up, which like, to be fair. Yeah. I don't think Ariana should be like one diagnosing people, but two, I feel like there's a consistent thing among this group of like pa pathologizing mm -hmm. like bad behavior, which they see with Jax when Stassi's like, Oh, he's a sex addict. And he was like, I don't know, maybe I'm like, no, I think Jax is just a bad person. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's an addict. I just think he's just, like not good. <laughs> like just a bad fucking dude. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering what your thought is on like the, the, like when she was like, or is borderline, borderline. Personality disorder. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, so when Ariana brought that up, audience, I I have some knowledge of psych stuff and and have read up on borderline specifically, but um, and and I I know some people who who have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Um, when Ariana said it, it made a lot of sense to me. Like just sort of the 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 back and forth, the like um, instability of Kristen's emotional state at certain times, the way she can kind of like go on this. I mean, we see it with Tom, right? Where she like idealizes him and is like, oh my God, like I just can't be without him. I love him so much. Like we're we're great together. And then like two minutes later, she's like, fuck Tom. He's such a piece of shit. Like, da, 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 da. like that's very characteristic of borderline that like back forth, back forth. Like, yeah. So who knows? I, who knows if Dodie has the diagnosis, but it seemed like a potentially astute observation from Ariana. Well, she definitely exhibits a lot of the behaviors, whether she actually is or not. Right. So right. uh, I would definitely agree with that. Um, unfortunately, I have to go. So I'm going to leave this in the two of your capable hands to finish this out. And what a wacky-doo season it has been. It has been a wacky-doo season. Ben, before you, um, before you go, I just wanted to point out the quote that made me laugh the most was from Kristen in this episode where, where Andy is like, well, are you a pathological liar? She's like, am I a pathological liar? No. I'm just a complete asshole. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, That was that was a pretty good one. That was great. All right. Goodbye, Ben. Holland and I will take it from here. Uh don't have too much fun. Farewell. Fairly <laughs> well, my friends. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I was gonna dress up and then I didn't. <laughs> uh you should have. I I'm, should I'm have. going as a former um gifted kid. What was I supposed to be? A lot of things. Oh, <laughs> I'll talk to two of you later. Bye. Just us, just us two. Just us. Oh wow, just the this two is, of us. Just the two of us. We should have gotten Chinese, and it would have been like really like old oh, school. <laughs> we should have. What are you doing uh, later? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm gonna try to dress up, and I think we're trying to get our friend. Do uh, we have like two friends who they've been seeing during quarantine? Um, and they might come over. We'll see. Otherwise, I have to watch the Duke for a school project. And Justin's Ooh. like, that's it. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Justin can hold your hand. All right. Let's, let's let's finish off this. Yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot that happens in the second episode other than just kind of going. What was your opinion on, on Lisa throughout this episode? Because I really feel like she was doing a lot. Yeah, she she was surprisingly like, I feel like both her and Andy were kind of just like, we're going to kind of sit here and like let them do this stuff. I do feel like she, I feel like she was uh, taking more sides in this. Not, I don't think she was ever on anybody's one side. Like, I no. don't think she's like on like Ariana's side. I think that she's kind of playing the field, but I definitely feel like she was kind of poking poking some bears when she needed to. (laughs) Yes. More so than I think she does in other reunions. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I think it kind of speaks to what Ben was saying where she feels very motherly towards all like this like it's like her group of children and and she like wants to scold them and like also simultaneously protect all of them from each other at the same time it's like yeah which there's a lot of scolding to go around in this (laughs) in this season like she even puts Andy in his place a couple of times where she feels like Andy is going too far with the questions. She's like, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one where he's like, he keeps, I th- I really think Andy is like, Andy is clearly on a side in this, in this reunion. And which is again, normally odd for him because he is like Lisa is more there to poke bears and kind of round people up um, when they get a little too out of control. Um, and to just remind everybody of all the terrible things they did throughout the season <laughs> that need to be rehashed. Um, but like he, there's, you can, you tell, you can kind of tell he's on Tom's side of yeah. like the Tom Kristen kind of situation. Like he, he's not having Kristen shit or Jax's for that matter. And I think there's a part where he's like, excuse me. Oh, like, like <laughs> they're talking about how like Kristen and James did it in Tom's bed. Like, and Andy's like, with his rubbers. And Lisa's like, Andy, like, (laughs) stop it. And he's like, what? He keeps saying it. Clearly it matters. Like, (laughs) He's like, it's an interesting detail. Yeah, it's an interesting detail, which it is, right? Because I think that, I think Tom's point is like, I think, again, Tom, I think is trying to get everybody to understand that like, Kristen is making out what they did to be equal. And he's like, no, he's like, Kristen's over here being like, you and Ariana got together right away. Like you were fucking her the whole time. And he's like, not that did not happen. Um, And then, you know, Kristen's like, oh, but like you texted each other. And Tom's like, you fucked your new guy who was my friend in my bed with my condoms. Like, right. It's an issue of like, you like, you actively like defiled my personal space, like you took my shit to use for your own gain. And like, and you're trying to make it out like we're the same. Like, no, no, we're not like, this is no, 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 no. And I agree with him, obviously, because I hate Kristen. <laughs> I mean, I agree with Andy too. Sorry, Jackson, Kristen, what you did was way, 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 way worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, uh-uh. Um. Do you have any final thoughts on the episode before the episodes, before we move to giving out the season awards? Congratulations. That's what oh we get to goodness. do. Yeah. Season awards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that this is one of, I, have a, I guess a couple of things. This is one of the most fun Vanderpump reunions. Like this is definitely one of the most explosive. There's a lot of yelling, which is always a good time. Um, Always a fun time. Who doesn't love yelling? Come on. Yeah. I, I think that this is also very much the beginning of Kristen's like really rapid downward spiral. Like you can kind of see, especially in part one, she is out of control, like, and not in a way that's like, you know, oh, like you're so out of control. Like she legitimately is like trying to justify her being just emotionally kind of like off the wall and is taking that out on, Ariana for most of the episode and in a way only... that it's just it's not like there again it's that logic piece I'm like I can't I can't connect the dots that you're connecting as to why you're mad about this thing like other than just you are just like so oh, the, 
but like, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. This is just the little sprinkling of it. Like this is not even close to the level of like, I mean, just like, I don't like to use, right. I'm trying to not use the word crazy. Yeah. Like crazy. Like she, she really owns that moniker of crazy Kristen. She really does. I'm sorry, Dodie, but uh, no, she does like, and I, it's also just like, it's hard. Watching Kristen, this reunion is equal parts infuriating, but also just like, you can tell everything out of her mouth about her state right now is a lie. Like whether or not she is, it's a lie because she just believes it, even though it's not true. Or if it's like a genuine, like she's just trying to make herself out to be so much better and so much happier than Tom and Ariana. Yeah, she's so happy dating a 21 year old. Which, and and I mean, their relationship is a fucking shit show. Yeah, I mean, I- I guess we'll get the pleasure of experiencing the like we thought we saw bad relationships on show until we see Kristen Doty and DJ James Kennedy. (laughs) Yeah. It's and I think and I think what really speaks to it is like, right, you have Sheena who is inhabiting this role of the like diplomat in this reunion, which is a role that she has never taken on before and will never take on again. (laughs) But like she in Sheena's role, there's a moment when, like, they ask, like, are is Tom and Ariana happy? And Sheena's like, yes. Like, Tom is the happiest I've ever known him, which, of course, then Kristen's like, well, you're happy five years ago. And it's like, Kristen, shut the fuck up. Like, but Sheena's like, oh, like, yeah, like, he's the happiest I've ever seen him. Like, Ariana's really happy. Everybody's really happy. And then Andy's like, oh, is Kristen happy? And Sheena pauses. And you can tell that she's trying to like figure out real quick in her mind what she's going to say about that. Cause Kristen's sitting right next to her and you can kind of see her like face kind of go like, Ugh! and then she's like, yeah, yeah. Kristen's like really, Kristen's in a much better place than she was with Tom, which is not saying much. <laughs> like Sheena, the diplomat, where did yeah. you come from? Where did you go? Where did you go? God, honestly, like, <laughs> This is this was like highlight of Sheena for me. I was like, I like you this episode. Like I really oh. do. Like I am like I'm team Sheena throughout this thing. Um yes, Sheena can sometimes be extremely annoying. Like I can see where their frustrations are with her, but you also kind of start to see the best of Sheena here. Like just kind of the her openness, I I would say. Yeah. She has a real open-heartedness, which I think drives Katie and Stassi fucking bonkers. Yeah, I also just like had, I had forgotten that like Katie really isn't a person. Like, I like this entire reunion, other than her like the the foot fetish thing, like she really doesn't. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, and aside from kind of break the news about Kristen, like early on, be like the, oh my God, who's the, the Greek, person who like is um cursed with like she always is it cassandra yes cassandra like cursed to tell the truth and nobody believes her like correct and her like blow up with shorts when she's like real drunk and he's real drunk and like he spills a drink on her and she's like Like, (laughs) which is also great with her like weird star wars braids before star wars was a thing like very very good very good television um uh, tequila like, Katie, she like rose and then vanished. Yeah, like she she really is not, she's not a character. 
right now and she will be next season but like I forgot how long it takes her to really kind of become more than just the like weird like henchman of Stassi like I know it's bizarre I guess Stassi has to kind of take a seat in the background for Katie to emerge as like it's just it's like weird it's weird that Katie even becomes a main character from from this point on yeah yep and, and I, th- I think you're right. I think it's like Stassi has to stop. They have to fight. Like her and Stassi have to have it out in order for Katie to really like, and Tom Schwartz has to be involved more. Like right. that's the other Schwartz-y. thing. Like, Katie and Tom Schwartz are, they don't always bring out the best in each other. No. Um, there's a lot of talk online when I visit the like Vanderpump Rules Reddit, <laughs> like about how Tom and Katie are like, everybody believes that they're secretly really unhappy and they're only staying together for the show and they're actually really bad for one another, like that they are really toxic. I don't know how much of that I believe, right? Because we're only seeing what's on the show. Sure. Um, but like, I I think Tom, Katie is more willing to fight with Tom Schwartz than she is to fight with anybody else in the cast. That's um, a really good point. Well, and we'll see how much she dislikes the new people that they bring in. <laughs> oh yes yeah um katie has i believe katie so katie's from utah and mm-hmm. you i don't know if she was raised mormon she might have been but she, she her morals sometimes get like very like which we see with sheena in the chair incident right where it's like um the lap dance with peter like how she like what she owns in the reunion that she's like i probably sh- i wouldn't have gotten that upset about it had i not been drunk i wouldn't have done it but like you know clearly on me my bad um but like every once in a while her like moral weird moral compass of like mormonism comes out and like that <laughs> next You're season just- you get a lot of that where she's all of a sudden very upset about like people being hot and pretty and young at <laughs> like just like okay I'm so excited to get back to 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 have the introduction of Lala I'm just so excited yes Lala and James really they and right James is kind of like an inevitable like you bring um Kristen's dating him and so therefore like he's going to be on the show um which he alone is like his Kristen is wild but then you get Lala and then it's like they have a new young person to hate and it is who Lala is a trip. <laughs> sure is some of the best one liners that will ever come from the show. Bambi eyed bitch. <laughs> yes, that's that's like seasons later. That's like we're talking that's like a season five or six is maybe even seven like line. Yeah. But it's a great one. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. And she might be she can be vicious. As she calls herself, sometimes she could be what a pit bull. She's like, I'm a fucking pit bull. Yeah, no, she's 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 great reality television in a way that um, some of the other cast members you feel like kind of need to be prodded into fighting with certain people. No, Lala will. She will bite anybody. <laughs> like, take you by have, the- yeah, take you by the jugular and just like drag you across the floor. It does not take much to get her to like go off. Um, and she's always just like, it's funny because she owns it. She's kind of like a very young Bethany Frankel and, but like oh. less honest. Like, yeah. Way less honest. Oh, shouts Bethany. Oh yeah. Katie and I had a whole text conversation the other day about how great Bethany Frankel is. And like, I stand by it. She's one of my favorite real housewives. Like, I think that she is 
I'm going to go off wax poetic about Bethany Frankel for a second. She's Real Housewives the, of New York, if for yes, those of Real you who Housewives don't know. Of New York. She was kind of the titular like housewife, much to Luann's, the Countess's dismay. But like Bethany ah! really made that show. She did. Um, she is most, she's, I, my, I have a theory. It's not a theory. It's a fact. Every Real Housewife season has one housewife that is actually incredibly successful like off the show who doesn't need the show, but just is like a great, so you have like Candy in um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, who is like a very successful, like very wealthy, like uh, music producer has like a lot of like really like hit tracks under her belt that she produced, oh. like has, yeah, she, um, oh my gosh, she did one of the Destiny's Child songs. Oh my God. Ones. Yeah. And she like has like producing credits on a lot of things as well as having a lot of other very successful brands. Like, um, and you have the kind of like, so Lisa Vanderpump in Beverly Hills and like the soap stars, like Eileen um, and Rinna too much mind of a snake. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> like, but then you have like in New York, it's Bethany because Bethany is actually like an entrepreneur, skinny girl. That brand is Bethany Frankel's just FYI. Um, it was just, it's, it's lovely to like watch Bethany kind of start from like, she's scrappy. She's trying to make her business happen. She's got all of these plans and then she fucking does it. Yeah. She's, she's an actual businesswoman. Like, and she is, has the perfect balance of being loud, direct, and quick to insult and to like call people on their shit, but also is like normally pretty honest. Like if, if you come to her and are like, what you said hurt me, she, not all the time, but a lot of the time she'll be like, I own that. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Like that was insensitive of me. I shouldn't have said it. I'm sorry. Or even if she's not necessarily sorry for what she said, every time someone's like, Oh, Bethany said this, you always get another scene where Bethany is like, yeah, I said this. It's like never, (laughs) it's always like got continuity. And you're like, like I, I, the housewives who like, like Rinna, right. Who we're like, exactly. You're like, well, you said this it's on camera. And Rinna's like, what are you talking about? I didn't. What? Yes, you did. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, wait, did I, did I, did I say that with her like giant lips? And you're like, yes, you did. You might forget it. Yeah. Bethany is very much a like, if she said something that she doesn't like that she stands by, she will tell you. She'll be like, yeah, I said that. And also like, I still believe it. Like, I'm not sorry. Like, which is refreshing. It's great drama, but it's also just like so refreshing to hear. Like, anyways, Bethany Frankel's the best. <laughs> Bethany Shouts. Frankel fan club. <laughs> Shouts Bethany Frankel. Also, yeah. she has been through so much shit. All the, I feel like the New York housewives in particular have just been through been through it in their personal lives and like some on camera some off camera um but De- the- bethany is really like her trauma is like out of control like she's it really it. she's been through hell and back and it's just a tough little cookie and i just yeah. fucking love her she's she's great is her in I didn't watch the show when she wasn't on it. Sorry, this is turning into like a Real Housewives of New York thing, which we should do at some point. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, a special episode. We honestly should, where I just talk about how much I love like of specific seasons of New York. Um, but I didn't watch the show when she wasn't on it. Um, and I can't even imagine New York without her on it. But like when she comes back, she is so like like has no time for the reality TV mechanisms. She's like, if somebody's people try to fight with her at parties and she just walks away and like, it's nope. 
I'm not doing it. I'm out. <laughs> Ash, she's, right. she's also going through so much. I'm sorry. We're I'm done talking about New York. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Well, right there. There's like a moment where they're all pressuring. I just watched the episode maybe two days ago where they're like pressuring Sonia to go and like make things right with Bethany. And she walks in and Bethany's like, nope. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. she's like, no, I don't believe you. Bye. <laughs> it's so, I love her. She's so great. Like even when she's bad, even when she like says things that are problematic, I'm like, it's Bethany. Like, yeah. It's, that's what Bethany, you're like, I don't you know agree what? with you, but like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Everyone wishes they could be that fucking, like, shoot that straight across the bow. Luann tries and she fails. <laughs> oh my God. Luann, uh, listen, I, I like, I I am really enjoying watching the, the true, like, Shakespearean arc that is the Countess Luann. Like, really, really enjoying it. But yeah, she she's like a... They always accuse Lisa of the sideswipe digs, but like really Luann is the queen of them. <laughs> yeah, Luann is also a lot worse at uh playing the game. <laughs> which excuse me, which like Lisa's Lisa's strength as a real housewife was that she could she never said anything directly, but she would suggest things to people and would leave out just enough details that way she could never be accused of anything. But then you get somebody like Lisa Rinna who runs her mouth and who like tells lies at the drop of a hat. And like, there are so many times when like, I think the Munchausen's thing is the greatest example where like Lisa just like gives her a seed of just like, hmm, I wonder how real this is. And Lisa's like, it's Munchausen's. Like she has Munchausen's. And like, then when it comes to the reunion and Lisa's like, but like Vanderpump told me that. And Vanderpump's like, no, I didn't. And they rolled the tapes and no, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> Not on camera, Serena. And you're just. Yeah. And, it's, and it's that level of like next level gameplay that like is just mastery. And Luann just can't do that. Luann loves herself too much and loves the like the spotlight too much to be able to like have that the patience, the long game. Like that's it's very, very true. Wow, anyway, this is now turning. <laughs> we will. This has convinced me that we need to do a special Real Housewives pod. <gasps> yes, we will. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. Anyways, okay, let's do the season two awards. Where would you like to start, Holland? You got to remind me of the categories because I can never remember. <laughs> no, I'm, I just follow along with your lead. I, you and Ben. I'm just like I'm just here to say my opinions. Well, that's why we have you here, of course. Oh, thanks. I mean, if you, you can remember. Rambling. If, if you can remember, because I mean, this might be a tough ask, but is there a quote from the season that stands out to you? Because I know you have watched it recently. I have. I, you know, Stassi's uh, like poison dildo one is always <laughs> a great one. Like, I think about that a lot. <laughs> um, yes. I, you know, I, I don't know if this season, there aren't necessarily like quotes my favorite quote of Vanderpump all time is actually not a quote. It's an editing thing. And that's not until it actually might be next season or maybe the season after it's a moment between Tom and Ariana that is just like edited to perfection. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it is like truly like the best moment in cinema. Like It's so good. They deserve an award. Um, 
Yeah, I, I I think the poison dildo probably takes the cake. Like for me, I think that that is, it's just like so graphically, so graphic and beautiful and poetic. Like it's it's really good. Like oh, also Ariana's. I'm a I'm prettier than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm better than you. Get over it. Get over it. Like which is just like I, it's a, such a good introduction to Ariana, and it's also true. <laughs> like it's it's just it's. Chef's kiss. It's very good. I love it. Those are amazing choices. So do you want to pick Stassi's for quote of the season or do you think it's the funniest quote of the season? I, that's a good question. I'm, I want to give it to Stassi because I feel like she deserves it after the shit she's been through. Like, and I, I think that Stassi is like, you know, I, I could do a, I could do a book review podcast on like Stassi's book. Um, it's fine. Like I don't, I think Stassi's writing capabilities plateaued after she graduated. Like she seems like a person who like was probably, probably got A's on all of her essays in English classes when she was an undergrad, but as a 30 year old, I'm like, you could do better. Um, but she really knows how to turn a phrase about torture. Like she sure does. And I, I gotta say, I love them every time. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, sorry. Wait, do you remember the one from earlier in the season where she's talking about like how pissed she would be if she found out like about her boyfriend making out with someone else? She was like, I would chop off his dick and then I would like I take it to a Chinese restaurant and then like <laughs> feed it to his <laughs> yeah, feed it to his family. <laughs> like, yeah, I the only person who takes who has one moment of equaling Saucy in her torture depictions is there's a quote by Jax at the very end of season five or six at the wedding between Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney, um, where he's talking about how hard it was to get Schwartz's like triplet brothers to this wedding. And he says something about how he would have rather dig forks into his eyes and be dragged behind a tractor trailer. And it is, Honestly, I laugh every time I hear it. Like it's, it's, it's one of the few times Jack's talks that I don't hate everything out of his mouth. Like it's so funny. Um, he learned a thing or what was that? I guess he learned a thing or two from Stassi. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, I would give Stassi quote of the season. Long story long. All right. I also, I just really love to, I love (laughs) I love Lisa's delivery on the line where she confronts Jax about sleeping with Kristen. She's like, where you stick your dick is affecting my business. Yes. I'm happy about it. That is like, that is a great one. Love it. Just like way to sum up the whole arc of this season and one quick little sound bite and just take it in whatever we, you know. All right. Stassi. You're taking season two. Way to go. Be proud of yourself wherever you are. Having your child. <laughs> Having your child. Oh, little Stassi. Little Stassi. I know we're hard on Stassi, but we're only hard on you, Stassi, because we love you. Yeah, and I, I really do think that, like, having rewatched the early seasons, I have a lot more empathy for Stassi than I did yeah. when I, like, first watched. Like, Same. I, she, she really does people do really bad things to her and I I do feel bad like same same all right a little stuff okay um who 
Who do you think was the thirstiest server of the season? I mean, dang, I, I want to say Kristen because her like thing with Jack's just like, you know, is kind of the whole thing of like Kristen's fucking people that she shouldn't be. Um, but I, I eh, no, never mind. I take that back. That's not really thirsty. That's just her being an asshole. Um, mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think that so much of the drama, maybe Peter. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think it's Peter. <laughs> we learned that Peter is like a freak in this season. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he's, I think single, I think by choice perpetually, like, um, yeah, I, I, because I think that so much of the main cast is wrapped up in this, like Jack's Jackson, Stassi, will they, won't they Kristen and Tom drama that like a lot of this is a lot of the issues this season are really focused around issues of like monogamy, like, yeah. and, like who's cheated yeah. on who. And so nobody's really like thirsting for anybody because they're all in relationships, which is the, or want to be, which is the problem. It's Peter who's just like bachelor nation over there. <laughs> like, oh my God, put Peter on the bachelor <gasps> petition right next to my, uh, let, let the Vanderpump rules people say fuck without being censored <laughs> petition. <laughs> put Peter on the bachelor. That's what he deserves. <laughs> It is what you deserve, Peter. We're we're rooting for you. We're we're hoping that you can find. Love yeah, too. your your love. I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy who like would be perpetual bachelor for a long time, and then when he's like forty, would finally be like, yeah, I guess I'll get married, and then you know, I'll settle down and be kind of normcore, normie. Yeah, for that, probably still swinging. <laughs> Maybe polyamory. I can see him being like taking that route. Me too. Oh, Peter. Peter's little Peter. <laughs> yeah, Peter's the thirstiest. Who, yes. Okay, so who do you think is Lisa's number one boy or girl by the end of the season? I, I think Sheena. I do too. Like, I think that everybody, uh, Lisa really likes Ariana, but I think that Ariana, who she is as a person is, which I can relate to this a lot. I think that Ariana has very clear ideas about like authority, right? She doesn't mm -hmm. see Lisa as somebody that she could be friends with, right? Because to her, it's like, well, Lisa's my boss. Like Lisa's my right. boss. This is my job. Like there's, I think Ariana kind of always has that line where she's like, I, I respect her. I love her. Like she does a lot for me and I will like always appreciate her, but also like she is. I, I'm not going to try to hang out with Lisa. It's fun when she shows up to a party, but like, I'm not. Sheena though is like, Sheena doesn't have that line. And so Sheena's like, Lisa, I love it. Like we're friends. She's like, great. Like she's over her house, like all this stuff. And I think that at Lisa loves that, right? Cause Lisa loves to be loved. Who doesn't? Yes. Um, yes, <laughs> but she does. Specifically by her employees. Um, and so I guess yes. by default kind of Sheena, Sheena, I think is, almost always Lisa's favorite like yeah I think from here on out it's it it will move around a little bit as Sheena kind of is going off and doing her own thing but like Lisa will always kind of have a soft spot for Sheena because I think she she feels I think she's always going to feel like she wants to protect Sheena yes and so 
There it is. Lisa, you can adopt us. I'll just a petition. Yes, petition three. <laughs> <laughs> Vanderpump. Holland Vanderpump. That's a, got a good ring to it. Ooh, Holland Vanderpump. I love it. I'm sure my parents are like, the fuck? Like, I, don't th- I don't think they listen to this. I say fuck too much. I don't think they do. I probably would have heard about it by now. <laughs> like, Holland, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Right? Lisa, I will like worship at the praise of your altar please just like let me i'll i'll sleep with the ponies <laughs> sorry i i i um wow i read that as bestiality which is not what you meant <laughs> oh i meant i would sleep in their little cot like sleep their little, little cottage, cottage. Yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly those ponies probably have a nicer cottage than my current apartment so, exactly you know. so you know she'll brush her hair it'll be like a beautiful Okay, now now it's getting weird. <laughs> too weird. I made it weird. I made it weird. Like, you did make it weird. I just yeah. I I, I accept that. I own it. <laughs> own it. Own, own it. it. Own it. <laughs> That's a Lisa Rinna quote for anybody who uh, cares. Who I fucking hate because Lisa Rinna never owns it. <laughs> she never fucking does. No matter how much she tells other people that they need to own it. No, my Lisa. favorite thing is when Lisa Vanderpump mimics Rena and <laughs> she can't. I'm like, the one thing Lisa Vanderpump is not good at is impressions. Like no. she's so bad at them. She's very, very bad at them, but that's okay, Lisa. We still love you. Okay. Now down to our really important questions. Who do you think is at the bottom of the season? Who is the like ultimate loser of season two? I think I know your answer. I think it's either Stassi or Kristen. Interesting. You, because, you zagged. You zagged on yeah, me. Yeah, I, sorry. I, <laughs> because sorry. here's, here's my thing. I think that Jax doesn't feel bad enough about it. No. He doesn't see himself as a loser, right? And he no. doesn't really lose anything, to be honest. Like, no. he, he kind of gets everything he wants, which is like, he gets to admit that he did the bad thing and is seen kind of as the hero because he was the one who admitted it. Like people are so mad at him, but nobody's really mad, right? They're not that mad because he's still in the group. Um, and he got a ton of screen time and and he's happy. Truly. Yeah. Um, and Kristen loses everything, um, loses her relationship, much her dismay, her boyfriend gets with somebody who's smarter, prettier, better than she is, which she's dismayed about. She loses her friends, um, all of them. I mean, she didn't have that many, but like, <laughs> like both Stassi is mad as hell with her. Katie takes Stassi's side, which t- fairly because Kristen's the worst. And Kristen um, lied to her. Like she has a point. I'd be pissed yeah. too. Yeah, I would be same. Like, and it wasn't for a good reason, right? You have Ariana who like lied to Sheena because Ariana's like, I didn't want Sheena to get stuck in the middle and have to lie yeah. to me, which I think yeah. is really like, that's fair. Like it it's not fair. Sheena's shit. Like it's her and Tom's. Yeah, Kristen's just like, I lied to you because I, you know, I did a bad thing. Like- right. You know, to protect my own ass, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, she she kind of just like, uh, she loses respect from everybody. Nobody respects her. Nobody likes her. But I think, I think Stassi is also a loser because she also lost everything. Like, yeah, she has like the, the righteous feeling of being right, right? Because she spent all season trying to like verify that this was real. Um, 
but like that you kind of and you kind of feel this during the reunion that like that vindiction and like yes I was right feeling only carried her so far and I think by the reunion it's clear that like she feels nothing but despair about what happened like Stasi also kind of lost a lot like she did she lost one of her best I mean it you can't deny that Kristen and Stasi were like super close like best friends like yeah the, the witches of we like the three of them were super super tight and I'm sure that was devastating for Stasi. so I feel like you make a good argument if you had to choose between the two of them who do you think is in a worse position I think Kristen yeah I because think right. I think that Stasi you can kind of tell in the reunion that Stasi is like, she's headed down a path of being the ultimate loser yeah. Um, because she will make choices that will result in her losing kind of all of her connections in it's California, um, both which are her fault and also being manipulated by her boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. Patrick, who is again, not a good person. No. Um, and you can kind of see that starting in the reunion, but I think she hasn't hit that as of the reunion, her and Katie are still okay. Yeah. I think that Katie is a little annoyed. And I think that Stassi, you kind of get the sense that Stassi has also cut her out, but she still has one person. And for as shitty as Patrick is, Stassi is, well, I don't know if she's happy, but at least she's okay. She's got somebody. She's got somebody, to, a reason to be out of the situation. Somebody who is not DJ. James Kennedy, who is <laughs> awful. Who is, oh, he is. Too young, too arrogant, too full of himself, too much Ooh. trauma that he refuses to manage. <laughs> like, um, sums up a lot of, we're gonna, we're, that's a journey we're gonna go on everyone. So I hope you're ready. Dang, it's a, uh, there are some, there are some great moments. I'm gonna, t- Katie, I'm gonna text you so I don't spoil things on this podcast, but I'm gonna text you what episodes I wanna be on because there is what? one episode in particular that is wild and it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is part like peak reality television. Um, Oh, I'm so excited. So thrilled. Um, yeah, so I, I think Kristen's the biggest loser this season. I agree. I don't have anything to add except that, I mean, I really just reiterating things that you've already said before, just the like the trying to refocus all of her energy to Sandoval and his indiscretions. It just like it all makes her look very bad, right? Like she's putting all of her energy into directing attention away from her shitty behavior and her own bad shit i also was shocked i can't believe that Kristen was one step ahead of stassi on the whole jacks the whole text thing i was like wow she headed stassi off at the past like that actually surprised me i i didn't realize that Kristen was that forward thinking i i think that her point about she knows stassi really well is fair enough like i i think because i i agree i that is kind of shocking just because i think Kristen is reads a lot more as an impulsive person and less of a like planning right Stasi is like a planner like she she's the kind of person who I don't think will ever be accused of like an impulse murder because she she is gone girl level of like she will plan <laughs> that shit out like you know Kristen is um more like crime of passion like I shot him in the face because I you know I he just had got it bad. coming like, yeah 
like she so so yeah I agree I think it is kind of a a little bit of a surprise that Kristen had had that much forethought but I think that as she says she knows Stassi very well and I think that Kristen in her kind of like oh shit like Stassi's on the trail what is Stassi going to do? And I think she's like, oh, well, Stassi's probably going to try to trick Jax by texting him from my phone because that is the thing that she would do. Like, I do I believe that Kristen would do that or think about doing that? No. I, I love how she's like, I would have done the same thing. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have because you didn't. You wouldn't have, yeah. Well, so like, like Tom and Ariana, like you had all the ample opportunity to do that and you didn't. Stop trying to think that you're smart. You're not. <laughs> oh, savage. Like, oh, but, but she is smart enough to know that, to know Stassi's habits. And so the savage thing you said just reminded me, what did, what did Sandoval say when Stassi walks off where he's like, oh, go feel bad for yourself. You're good at yeah. doing it. I was like, damn, damn, that was, that was rough. And I mean, he's not wrong. Like Stassi is really good about it, but also like, again, it's that thing of like, he, he and Stassi should be on the same side. They right. should be grieving together and instead, excuse me, because of who they are, they are instead trying to like, um, oh my gosh, what's that thing where it's like you, uh, trauma Olympics? They're trying, they're trying oh. to like, yeah. yes. like that's, that's what's really going on. That is what's really going on. I was like, wow, that is a savage burn. Damn. Um, anyways. Okay. Moving. So ultimately Sarah, who takes the championship belt? What would the award be? Like, what would be the shape of the award be for? <laughs> uh, it would probably be a really big wine glass and yeah, like, yeah. like a, like a human sized bottle of wine, because I think that's what they need after this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Great. So who's getting the giant bottle of Pinot Gris? Uh, well, <laughs> Peter, cause he didn't have to be involved in any of this. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Um, you know, is Ariana, <laughs> is that too predictable? Cause like, I mean, I think she's the on the end, table, especially after the reunion. Yeah. I, I mean, Ariana, Ariana really comes out on top having done nothing. Like, yeah. And I mean that in a good way, right? Ariana really took the best path where she was like, I am, I am not going to get involved. I am going to be a professional. I am going to be an adult. Unlike the, oh my God, the moment when Kristen's like, <laughs> Kristen's like, yeah, because I'm an adult, Ariana. I'm a fucking adult. And Andy's like, oh, are you? Are, are you? you a, are you a fucking adult? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you, you miss that sarcasm so hard. You were like a troll on the internet. Like you just, <laughs> that just went right past you. <laughs> savage, such savagery yeah. from Andy Cohen. Damn. You're just like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and Ariana's just like, all right, sure. Like your actions speak for themselves. Like she, and I, I think that's kind of the great thing is she, she lets Kristen's actions speak for themselves. And she's like, I'm just here to defend, like, and she's not even defending. She's just kind of like, you can think whatever you want, but I have to do a job and I'm here to do a job. Like there's nothing between Tom and I, like right now, sure. We kissed in a hot tub. Great. Like also like I, why are you yelling at me about this when you have a boyfriend who you should also be yelling at? Like, I feel like right. she, she makes all the right moves, which keeps her out of the drama enough. Like, but also at the end of the day, she gets the guy. And like Tom Sandoval is out of all the boys on this show is a great one to get. Like, <laughs> Yes. Top tier choice. Sandoval clearly adores her. 
Like, you know, he makes a lot of mistakes in his relationship with Kristen, but he seems ready to like commit fully to Ariana. He's in touch with his feelings. He's like not like grossly misogynistic. And he's usually honest. Like, yes, I, I think Ben's point about the love language is a really insightful one because like, I think that the times when Tom is unfaithful are when his love language is not being met by Kristen. Like yeah. he's not somebody who just cheats for the fun of it. Like no. Kristen or Tom Schwartz or anything like that. And like, you can tell that, I mean, even in later seasons when he and Ariana, like do have a dry spell, like he doesn't cheat on her. No, he I doesn't. Think- I think you're right. Like he, he really loves her and Ariana deserves it. We learn more about Ariana's past relationship kind of traumas in much later seasons. Like yeah. she, she really is really good at keeping herself a closed book while still being interesting. Like, um, but like we, so we get to that later, but like she deserves it. She really does. And she, it's funny cause she's not even the main cast member yet but she really gets to take a victory lap this reunion. Like that holding hands is as Kristen should not be that mad about it, but like that's, that's her standing on first place on the podium, essentially. Like it really is. She looks great. She remains calm the whole time. She never raises her voice. Not once, but I was talking, (laughs) right. But I was talking and she even shows sympathy for Kristen. You're just like, Ariana's just like, and I fully believe her when she's like, I bear Kristen no ill will. Like, Me too. What, what you went through really sucks. And it, even though Kristen is just like attacking, 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 Ariana is still like, I still don't, like, I'm I still, I'm still not mad at you. Like, you know, what, what you and Tom were before me is not my problem. Like, I don't, I don't need to have an opinion on it because it's, it's, I'm not involved. Like shows an amazing I mean I guess compared to them but like really just in general she shows an incredible amount of grace and maturity and god damn it Ariana we just we love you although I will say I don't love the braid I love the jumpsuit her boobs look great I don't love the braid I I really love Ariana's long hair and I love her more natural makeup look more generally because I think she's stunning and I I'm so sorry Ariana I I respect the decision to cut all your hair off, but I also just like, oh, you were so pretty with long hair. Um, but you know, it's your body, your choice. I respect that. Like totally. You do you look what great always. Good. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I this this hairdo is not her best. No. It is not the best choice for her. Um, but yeah, the jumpsuit is is great. Also, Andy's weird comment about how like I'm getting a show over here, and she's like, I what? <laughs> God, like, okay, Andy, just relax. You're gay. Chill out. Like, we all know it. Like, Andy, Andy. Yeah, I perfectly, it might be predictable that Ariana is taking the the giant bottle of Pinot Grigio, but you know what? I don't care because she does. She, if we're taking it from all the way to the reunion, excuse me, I'm sorry. And the whole season, Ariana just comes out on top. She does. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think Ariana will always win. Like I no. really don't. Um, no, she won't. She, she is consistently my favorite. I pretty much always love her. I don't know if there's ever been a time that I truly am like, mm, Ariana, why did you do that? But I think that she, 
she's not the only person who gets to take that top podium at the end of each season. Um, there are others, no. but definitely no. this one. <laughs> definitely this one. Ariana Maddox. Winner. We love you. We love Please you so much. <laughs> Woo. Can we, maybe we can convince her to have a threesome. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. <laughs> Should we invite Lala? Just make it a, a quadra. No. I love <laughs> like nuts. I, I think Lala is very, very good at pleasuring the men in her life. Um, I, I do not trust that she is not though a uh, selfish lover when it comes to women. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Holland does not want to have more Lala in her life. Anyways. I, th- I think the Lala I get in the show is an acceptable amount of Lala. Like Ariana though, I would, I would be her neighbor in a heartbeat. I love her. <laughs> right. Let's just move next door to Ariana and Tom. Truly. I feel like they would be great neighbors. Right? Hanging out like, with their dogs. <laughs> you know, Sandoval's doing something wacky, like grilling in like a costume or something on a Sunday. Oh, I'm sure he's got a backyard <laughs> full of half done DIY projects because he seems like that kind of guy. Like, yeah. Oh, God love him. All right. Well, uh, audience members, thank you so much for going on this season, two season long journey now. Um, yeah. Wow. This has been, you guys are chugging, chugging through it. Uh, look forward for, we're going to do a few special episodes in between. And obviously now Holland and I have to do a special episode <laughs> about New York. <laughs> after we spent like 20 minutes being like let's talk about New York even though that is this is not the the time for that <laughs> sorry Ben if you're editing this I feel bad <laughs> I don't feel that bad <laughs> um um we have some other special episodes kind of in the mix but look out for season three for which of course Holland will be back for however many episodes she wants to be on oh yes I am Vanderpump Rules is really in its prime right now, like season two, three. Um, uh, what happened season four? I don't even remember. Season four a- is season four to me is like a, a weird, like meh season. Okay, yeah, but it's I'd say seasons two, three, and five, which is five is Katie and Schwartz's wedding, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I think season six is incredible too. I am. Oh, oh, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) That that season is a wild ride in a different way than other seasons before it. Um, Yes, yes. That's that's an adventure. Season seven is kind of like, it kind of wobbles. And then the the season eight was um, strange. Season eight was strange. Yeah. Um, And we don't know what they're going to do now. No, (laughs) we really don't like post pandemic yeah post pandemic post um the i don't know if you guys ever did you guys ever talk about the like stassi Kristen? we did we okay. did we addressed it on the show because i felt like we had to you know yeah i mean they didn't let it yes. go unacknowledged um so yeah with all that that happened on top of just like i mean let's i love ariana and tom but like they're adults like they're yeah. doing yeah you know it, sir was kind of what tied everybody together and now they're I mean they're having kids they're living their life Ariana and Tom are not but like Stassi's having <laughs> right. a kid Stassi's off the show anyways but like Jax and Brittany are I think also just announced they're expecting like so like it, they I, I think it's time for them to take their pause before 
some of them show up on Real Housewives in like 10 years. <laughs> I would so, like, love to see Stassi on Real Housewives. I would I love to see Lala on Real Housewives. Oh God, honestly, I if I have to vote for any of them going on Real Housewives, these are our future predictions. <laughs> if any of them are going to end up on Real Housewives, I think it's going to be either Sheena or Lala. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that Sheena, because she loves older men, I think will inevitably end up marrying an older guy. And then, you know, if they keep bringing Brandy back, which there's no reason to, because she's awful, but like, you know, a ripe drama right there. Cause I'm sure Brandy has not gotten over it. Um, Mm-mm. and I think, you know, yeah, I think Lala is the same. Lala likes older men. And I think that inevitably one of them is going to end up there. I mean, pretty soon she's going to marry Randall and then she'll really be a Beverly Hills housewife. Hills housewife. Yep. So bring Lala on the show. What I, oh, petition for <laughs> get Lala on Beverly Hills housewife. Holland, I meant to tell you this. I've been listening a little bit to Lisa's podcast and oh, yeah, Lisa has a podcast now. <gasps> oh my gosh. I've been into um I need background noise when I'm working and so I've been sometimes a podcast works for me. Right now I've been this is super nerdy. Right now I've been really into listening to uh no dialogue let's plays of stardew valley which is basically like um pixelated animal crossing <laughs> amazing I, I it sounds really dumb but i promise you it is such good background noise it's like white noise like cafe noise but like real i'm sorry it's really good no that's <laughs> perfect that's awesome um also just to put this in perspective about who i am as a person off this show uh my highlight my greatest accomplishment recently was that I completed a video game on normal mode instead of easy mode <laughs> so like and that was truly like the highlight of my like recent career it is a normal mode is very hard like I'm very proud of you I'm proud of me too thank you Justin's also very proud of me because he doesn't believe in me in, in my video games. oh fuck you Justin I'm just kidding <laughs> kind of he, he one time was like aren't you playing on easy and I was like I'm on normal mode in like a different video game. He was like, oh, I, I thought you played everything on easy. And I was like, excuse wow. me. Wow. What was the video game? Uh, the, the one he thought I was playing on easy? No, the one that you have graduated to playing on normal. Oh, uh, it's a game called Hades. It is hmm. a, um, I don't know what the term for it is, but it's basically a like you, it's a story of um, Hades and Persephone's son who's trying to escape to the, um, the surface from the underworld. So you have cool. to travel through the four levels of underworld. So like Tartarus, Asphodel, Elysium, and then a uh, Styx um, to get out to the surface. And when you die, you get sent all the way back to the house of Hades, which is where you start. So like each time you die, you have to start over. And it like, it, it builds story as you go. Um, so like you're, you're supposed to die. Like you are not supposed to like, do it in one I mean you can do it in one run but you're supposed to die multiple times you can build relationships and build story things um interesting yeah it has a god mode which is its easy mode which essentially Mm. like each time you die you get extra defense points so I completed it on um I completed it on god mode and then was like okay I did that I feel like I'm better at this game I've never played this type of game before also that's another important point is I'm like new to this genre Got it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I then when I went back, took myself off of God mode and then have tried to kind of do it on the standard level of play, which is difficult. Um, and I finally did it and I was very proud of myself. And I've done it twice now, which is a huge deal. And that has been my accomplishment. So like let's, you know, 
him being like, yeah, I thought you played everything on easy is an insult. <laughs> How dare you just I am well. not good at video games, but that does not mean I don't try. That's all Justin. we can do. <laughs> That's all we can do is try. Justin Holland, I'm sure you're great at the video games, probably better than you give yourself credit for. I really, I really appreciate that opinion. You're objectively wrong, but I <laughs> appreciate it. I am, I am Fair not enough. very good, but I try. I, I, I try. I try. Oh, oh, okay. It's, video games are important. Maybe we should do a pod about video gaming too. Oh, we should. Uh, yeah. We get the variety, spice of life variety here. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a myriad opinions about many, many things. But but we, we went a little on a tangent, but what I wanted to sorry, say. Ben. Sorry, so sorry, Ben. So, sorry, so ben. sorry. <laughs> so sorry. This is, I think this it- is. This is the problem with me is I am like, I, my brain thinks in tangents all, all the live long day. And I love to talk and can't not talk. So, um, (laughs) I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a problem. Personally, this is my favorite part of podcasting. I fucking love when podcasters go off on tangents. I just, I need somebody to rein me in because otherwise I will just derail the conversation for 20 minutes. And then the audience is like, I'm sorry. I wanted to know what Kristen said to Ariana. (laughs) And now it's been 30 minutes and this podcast is also two hours long. <laughs> like, sorry. Listeners, I hope you love Holland just as much as we do. Aw, thanks. Aww. And if you don't love me, I don't care about your opinions. <laughs> yes. Oh, anyways. Wait, you're wrong. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> What's the quote from Matilda? I'm right. You're wrong. Do you know what I'm oh, talking I about? I don't know. I don't. I, so that the quote I just said is from the Try Guys, which Eugene Lee Yang, who is my, I love him a lot. And he's, he's beautiful. Al- he, oh God, he is. Um, but he's always like, I'm right, you're wrong, shut up. And so that is my, I'm like, yes, please. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Long story Sorry. long. It's okay. Long story it's okay. Long. <laughs> I loved the tangent. I thought it was beautiful. But, but, so Lisa's podcast is is good. It's interesting. If you like Lisa, you'll like hanging out with her. However, what has become clear to me from listening to her podcast is that she would make a return to the Beverly Hills Housewives, which I really hope she pulls a Frankel and comes back. You know, that that doesn't surprise me necessarily. Um, I, I, I feel like it was good that she left. I think she needed to. I think too. the women were awful. They I didn't were terrible. Watch that. I didn't watch that season, but like I heard a lot on Twitter and through various other means. And like, I, I know enough to know that they were the worst. And I, as much as they give Lisa shit, Lisa Vanderpump shit for leaving, I'm like, I, I expect nothing less. Like, I don't no. know why she would put up with that shit, especially in the middle of two personal life crisis shocking deaths going through yeah yeah seriously like yeah um so I but I also feel like Lisa Lisa is good about at least from my understanding of who she is as a person I can see her being very good about taking space and then being like okay now I'm okay like I can come back um I think also Lisa knows that she fucking makes that show. <laughs> yes, and she I think, does. I think Lisa would be sad. I think maybe when she left, I think she, to have the, sh- I'm sure it's very gratifying for her to know that the show is a lot worse without her on it. Um, but I think she would be really sad if it ends. I think she would be too, because and she was so fundamental to the franchise. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much. Um, no, so don't apologize. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I, I think that, I think she'd be sad if it ended. And I think that she can, she kind of knows that, um, it might end if she's not there. Also, like, I'm sure Lisa's sitting at home being like, I would rip these people a fucking new one if I was on the show right now. Like, all the shit that's going on, I would not tolerate. Like, she's not going to tolerate Brandy's bullshit nonsense. from the sidelines. Nonsense. Yeah, no. no, no. So, yeah, I I hope she comes back because I think the show is a lot better with her on it. And also, like, you know, I'm sure for her, she's like, yeah, I'll make extra cash. That sounds great. Like... <laughs> Also, someone's got to put Kyle Richards in her fucking place. Oh, yeah, honestly. I'm sorry, um, Kyle. There are times when I really like you, but like when you get into this like mean girl bullshit, I cannot stand you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Did you hear the news that Kathy Hilton is officially going to be a real housewife? Who is Kathy Hilton? Like Hilton Hotels or? Yeah, and it's it's Kyle and Kim's oldest sister. So the same, <gasps> yeah. Oh no. Uh-huh. And by oh no, I mean, oh gosh, that's gonna be wild. Oh my god. Can you listeners, for those who have not watched Beverly Hills Housewives, um Kim and Kyle have a very rocky relationship as sisters. Um there, and there's a lot of background issues that go along with that. Um, but when they are on the season together, they honestly, you can just, you, everybody else can be terrible on that season. And if you want drama, just put Kim and Kyle in a room together at a party and like, they'll cause it like shit will go down. So I can't, if you put the, I don't know anything about the other Richard sister, but if she is anything like the two of them, then like that is going to be fucking <laughs> and and so season 10 was you know really the only drama they had was the whole denise brandy thing but i really do think you would really like garcelle garcelle was a really great addition to the cast i've heard good things about garcelle from my kind of like um redditing uh, real housewives um yeah people seem to really like her um and normally if if she plays the role, I think she does. I'll probably also really like her. Yeah. Yeah. I Voice like, of reason. Yeah. I, um, who's, who's the one who was in the issue with Brandy? The like main, the, the person who like Brandy was like, we made out. And Oh, oh, Denise, Denise Richards. Yeah. I, 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 I can't speak to this cause I haven't watched these seasons, but I feel like I would also probably really like Denise. Like I, I, you would, you would have really liked Denise. Denise is literally, she's like, from she's literally from a town that's like so close to the one that I'm from like she's from Downers Grove which is very close to Joliet in Illinois for our Illinois listeners or for non-Illinois people the three people from Illinois rejoice (laughs) three people from Illinois who aren't from Chicago are like woo (laughs) woo um so I kind of like there's like a I'm like oh yeah she definitely seems like like a, a Chicago area native like you just feel that vibe She's very clearly lying about the Brandy thing. Like it, it seems pretty clear that she and Brandy did hook hook up. However, she's so likable that it like it it seems like it, it to me it doesn't matter. And it's like why these women are so focused on getting her to tell the truth about it on camera it boggles my mind. Like I just don't. 
Yeah. Also, I hate brandy. So like, <laughs> I feel like anybody like, I don't care that I probably wouldn't care that Denise is lying. I feel like I'd just be like, you know what? Fuck brandy. Like, <laughs> also it's irrelevant. Like, right. This isn't like a Tom, Kristen, Jack's nonsense kind of thing. This is like a, why does it matter? Brandy, you're not relevant. Like go away. Yeah. It didn't happen on the show. Like it, of course, Denise wouldn't want that to be public knowledge if it did happen, if it didn't happen, whatever. Like Denise was just like cool and normal for the most part. And like those bitches couldn't handle it. I feel like we should do special episodes of each of the Real Housewives franchises and yes. do like, like do the like most dramatic seasons of them. Like we don't need to, I don't think we need to do an episode by episode like we're doing with Vanderpump, but like, no, like, no. like a whole, like an episode on the, I don't know what's the number it is, but the season of Atlanta where Phaedra accuses Candy of raping somebody like, oh yeah, that first four part reunion in Vanderpump, uh, not Vanderpump, in like Bravo history. And it is wild. Like it is truly like a wild fucking ride. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. But that season also has really good quotes, specifically the, um, there's a moment at a dinner party where the, the accusation kind of first comes to light and <laughs> Portia, who started the rumor, says, uh, who said that? And it <laughs> just repeats that over and over again. It's so good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, we, we would all, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was saying we should, we should do each, like do like the Vicki Gundelson cancer scam season of OC housewives, which is also a wild ride. Like, okay. All right. I'm going to have to study up because I haven't watched those two seasons. Oh, so wait, I'm going to have to, this can be like way far in the future. Like I'm right. Re- you know, I'm committed. I'm, I'm in. Um, what was I going to say for, uh, housewives we would, or for Beverly Hills, we would have to do the season where they go to what is it? The Netherlands and Rinna and Richards face off for the first time. <gasps> oh, where, where Rinna throws the drink and throws like, the glass. Oh, yes. There's, there's actually a lot of seasons of Beverly Hills that I think would like fit that. I feel like we should just do Beverly Hills. <laughs> do a yeah, roundup of totally. Beverly. Oh my God. What a, it's just, they're so absurd. Yeah. Because they really do have like I mean, every house, a good housewives season will have high drama because it's the point, but there are definitely like clear moments in the other franchises that are like the clear standouts. Like the Phaedra candy debacle in Atlanta is a clear standout. The like, there's, I think some moments in New York that are clear. I think that in the more recent season, the like Luann and her boyfriend I, thing. Oh like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Beverly Hills is like every season is like <laughs> bonkers. Firing on like 11. You're just like, oh my God. Like, God, the season one, Kyle's like, you're such a fucking liar, Camille. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like the the Kim and her in the limo. It's uh-huh, just like uh-huh. wild. There's like the, the Rinna versus Kim at the dinner thing in the Netherlands, which by the way, listeners, there is a really hilarious ASMR voice dub of that scene, which is, so great. Also gave us the gem of Kim Richards calling Eileen a beast. <laughs> Eileen be like a beast. And you're like, why on earth is this the one, the thing that you insult her with? And two, why are you so upset? Like Eileen's like, how dare you? Like what? what? That's like a kid calling somebody else stupid. And you're like, are you 12? Like, why are you so 
a beast. <laughs> so ridiculous. And there's some other like really like explosive. There's some explosive stuff with um Dorit. Oh yeah. Those on the show, like um some other really just like crazy shit. Like that's my favorite, like with the the Eileen a beast. Like I've mostly felt pretty neutral about Eileen, but that was like the most I ever liked her when she was just like, oh, how dare you? A beast. Yeah, the, the ASMR whisper dub of that is really a treat. It's it's a national treasure. Um I I really like Eileen. I the only her only flaw is how much she likes Lisa Rinna. Like that's her one thing, is I'm like, you need to stop liking her so much because she's terrible. But Oh, Lisa, Lisa Rinna. I, it's hard to deny that Rinna is good television, though. She's great television. I also hate her fucking guts. Like, Holland's like, fuck. In the same way that I, I think I, if we're rating people on Bravo TV reality shows that I hate, Lisa Rinna is like takes the cake of people I absolutely despise. Wow, but, more so than Dodie. Yeah, Kristen Dodie is, I dislike her a lot, but like, she uh she has her moments of being not the worst okay. in later sure. seasons. Sure, she, sure. She grows a little bit. And I do yeah. kind of feel bad for her in later seasons because the poor 30-year-old who has no direction in her life. Um Lisa Rinna is like what 50? She's got no excuse. Like <laughs> none. She's terrible. Also, she comes for Lisa Vanderpump and like, let's be real. You come for Lisa Vanderpump and I automatically hate you. Like, That's right. How dare you, Rinna? How fucking dare you? Um, I'm sorry. Do we need to wrap this up, Ben? I'm so- Ben's not even here. And I'm like, Ben. <laughs> ben, we could create. We're rudderless without you. <laughs> ben could create a B-side if he needs to. That's true. Yeah. He probably, honestly, I, whenever I come on the show, I like extend it by at least an hour. And I'm always like, you need Ben, just cut, cut shit. Like, it's really okay. I won't be offended. Holland, I love it. This is why you're here. You add a brilliant sparkle to, to these episodes. But anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. If Ben, if you want to make a B-side episode of us ripping, please, please feel like you can. Otherwise our listeners will be stuck with this. So, Hey, yeah hey <laughs> buckle up everybody um we hope you've enjoyed the episode uh we're looking forward to what you think going forward in the future so like comment subscribe uh send us a message give us some feedback on what you yeah. like with what you don't like uh tell or- tell us what you want us to have a lot of opinions on because i i can promise you i know i at least can have a a lot of opinions on basically anything you tell me. I'm really good at making up opinions. Holland's <laughs> <laughs> like, I am a good bullshitter. I, I listen, I got a master's of English. Do you know what that entails? Being able to bullshit really well. That's all right. it is. Secret sauce of life. Um, also my, <laughs> it became a running joke between Katie and I, uh, when I was in my master's program that I would tell her all these opinions and be like, I heard all of these on NPR. <laughs> so, <laughs> Not only am I great at bullshitting, but I'm great at parroting other people's opinions and making them my own. So I can have opinions on anything except turtles. I don't really have much of an opinion on turtles. I'm indifferent to them. (laughs) We found, we found Holland's threshold. Yes. I don't don't have an opinion on turtles. They're fine. They're cool. I like seeing them in wildlife, but I don't have much of an opinion. Horses though. I got a lot of opinions on horses. So (laughs) 
tune in for our special episode about Holland's opinions on horses. Listen, I'm going to hit you with that veterinary knowledge about why horses are God's mistake. (laughs) Oh my God. I've thrown the gauntlet down. Horse girls, I'm coming for you. (laughs) All right. With that, thank you listeners. Signing off on season two of Vanderpump Rules. I'll see you back for some spicy episodes of season three. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed my time. Oh, we love having you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.